Yo, yo. How you feeling? Ah, I found out. Another day. I see. Too much today. Just did the radio station in my head mostly. Uh, went, or no, I didn't go anywhere, but uh, the, what's going on? Uh, the, uh, well, the worst thing was hearing the news. And uh, that LA is is uh, starting to... Uh, what, the water restrictions? No, 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 no. No, that's not the bad trip. Now, the bad trip is... Uh, the... L.A. is starting to hoik up the uh, death statistics and, and the who has COVID statistics because I think they're trying to keep me from being able to get out of here. Anyway, so it's like more likely that I'm going to have to go to Orange County if their if their media hype is is going to fuck shit up. If they're going to try to make it so I can't get out of here, <laughs> so that's going to be fucked up. But then that'll give me a chance to uh... yeah, let me see what's going on. So I might have to wander out, or I'm not sure what's going on. Okay. Anyway, so then maybe I can have a chance to go uh, kill myself in front of uh, in front of uh, Linda's house. Maybe <laughs> that might be a good way to die. And maybe she'll wish she hadn't of gotten rid of me so that no one would talk about her behind her back because I'm so much younger than she is and all that shit. So who knows? So we'll see what goes on. So that's all you did today? Yeah, pretty much. Well, let's see. Well... I stayed up a little late and watched the Obi-Wan Kenobi series, the first two episodes, and it was pretty good. And then went to sleep, woke up at like 8, so I've been up since 8. I actually finally got some sleep last. I finally got to sleep good last night. That was uh, that was a good thing. So uh, we'll see uh, see what happens. But you know, I think the spirits, uh, the witches' spirits or whatever, aren't fucking with me quite as much because they're just like, oh, he's not going to be able to get what he wants anyway this time. So. <laughs> As long as I don't have a chance at getting a chick like Carol, they won't they won't fuck with me. If I have a chance of getting uh, of getting of getting uh, getting a, getting a woman that I want, then then they're gonna start fucking with me. You know, so it's like I just had a chance and everything went to shit. So they were fucking with me for the last two days. They're 
that you're hoping that I'll accept their changes. And, and I'm not going to. I'll move to Orange County. I'll, you know, if I can't fucking if I can't be homeless in, in the in the San Fernando Valley, I'll move to fucking Orange County. Be homeless there. Sounds like a plan. You know, it's definitely a plan, so we'll see. And then I chilled, watched some more Tower of Druaga. And then, you know, just uh, surprisingly ate a piece of pizza and some uh, boneless chicken wings, like like three of them. Yeah, where where'd the pizza and the chicken wings come from? Uh, from me buying a pizza a couple days ago, and then I made some boneless chicken wings from Walmart. Uh. Where'd you get the pizza from? Pizza. Oh, right on. Hey, hey. Yeah, stuffed crust, my favorite. Hey, hey. Yeah, that's a good pizza. That is the bomb. And then I went to my nephew's graduation party from high school. Oh, which my towel came back. I forgot. My towel came back yesterday. So it was only like disappeared for like a few days, but I still, I still got to, I got to get, cause now my soap got stolen and, and that, my bar soap got stolen. So I got to get, I got to get a wash rag before I use this lame ass, uh, what do you call it? This, this lame ass, uh, or whatever it is before I use this, uh, lame ass, uh, uh, body wash shit. I don't have money for that. I ain't going to have money for that till next week. <laughs> so it's a trip. And then after I got done with that party, it was pretty interesting watching my sister. Like, she figured out how to make a cake where if you pull, like, the weird candle thing out, like, money comes out of the cake and, like, these plastic wrappers. Mm. So it comes out of the cake in in, uh, in the form of vanilla ice and, and, and uh, uh, Kid Clay? <laughs> and Will Smith? <laughs> no, like, actual $100 bills. You probably gave them, like, at least 1000 Well, who got $1,000? My nephew. The one that was about ready to go to prison. Yeah. Okay. After that shit, you're going to give him $1,000. Yeah, I didn't say my sister's the best parent. <laughs> uh, hey, right on. Yeah, my nephews are spoiled rotten. Yeah, right on. They're stoked. They're stoked. And then apparently my nephew doesn't plan on going to college anytime soon, so... Okay, well, I, I wouldn't either. What, that, I don't know what goofball shit he's going to get drag. into. He was fucked up. You know what we're saying? Uh, 
like, uh, I don't know what goofball shit he's gonna get into, because working at McDonald's or some shit like that is only gonna get you so far. Yeah, no, but, you know, still, you can survive. I mean, it's still not the best thing. You'll still be, I don't know, there, there's things. You could always get into the, uh, the lucrative, the lucrative field of uh, crack distribution. <laughs> if he was going to distribute anything, he'd probably distribute weed. Okay, well that's not that's a better <coughs> deal. At least then that's not people don't people aren't going to die from that. And, you know they'll just have a good time and it'll be a good situation. Yeah, and then I talked to my, well, he's technically a pagan, but he also makes beats. So we're talking about me going to his house tomorrow if I could find a ride out there. He lives out in Trenton, Ohio, which is like 40 minutes away. Okay. Right on. Yeah, we got a new horny cat. That last horny cat had kittens. Now we got a new horny cat. We'll see if it has kittens pretty soon. And all the Koreans will get some finger food. There's some appetizer. You know, it's just kitten, not just appetizer. <laughs> yeah, kitty nuggets. <laughs> yeah, kitty nuggets. It's new Korean McDonald's kitty nuggets. <laughs> and your choice is dipping sauce. We like sweet and sour. But you, filthy American, you might like barbecue. You might, you might like this Szechuan barbecue sauce. I don't remember what other. Oh, I don't think they have ranch sauce in Korea. So, and the McDonald's had. I don't know how many dipping sauces they have for the the, the chicken McNuggets now. <laughs> I don't think I've eaten chicken McNuggets since, uh, what was it? Some point in 2014. Anyways, where am I? Oh, it's so like That was something that just brought back something that really pissed the shit out off of me. Um, I don't know, Channel 7 might have a documentary on it, but they're they're saying that the second uh, what was the, the the what was the movie um, oh what's the dude's name the eighties movie that a lot of people compare me to the dude or nineties movie it's a nineties movie a lot of people compare me to the dude from from the movie it was uh. Oh, fuck, what's the dude's name? Famous movie. You always talk about it. Grandma's boy? Going, what? Grandma's boy? No, 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 not that. No, no, really famous movie. It was like uh, one with the British dude that's always going, yeah, baby. <laughs> oh, Austin Powers. Austin Powers. The second Austin Powers movie was 
sexist because of its hypersexualization, and now you can't make movies like that anymore because of the new, you know, Me Too bullshit, politically correct bullshit, and uh, what was the other? Uh, it's like, man, and they're having a documentary on people that played parts in the movie that that are apologizing for being in the movie and shit. Uh, like God, you're, you're you're taking everything meaningful and fun away from us. I'm tired of these feminists making us men lose so badly. Like, and, and they had the dude that, that played Long Duck Dong in in uh, 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 Sixteen Candles. Uh, oh, that sucks. Damn. Rico. Rico Suave. <laughs> anyway, but, uh, yeah, it's just like, you gotta apologize for making fun of Chinese people. What the fuck? This is stupid, man. It's like. All this shit that they want you to apologize for. It's like everything's gotten too lame and too politically correct and just, damn it, I don't want to live in a world like this. Yeah. What the fuck are you talking about? Okay, never mind then. Okay. Okay. I never know when someone's serious with fucking. Okay, well. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Biden's the white dude that's in the way now, but yeah, I mean, it's... they're not gonna be like they're not gonna be like Trump or Biden. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so yeah. <laughs> Uh, going to NPR. Okay. It was, oh, it's a, uh, today's Friday, so that means they, they won't have that many good stories. <laughs> a lot of uh, public interest stories on, on NPR on the weekends on their website. So let's see. We'll see what uh, we'll see what good stories they have. Uh, no, uh, no. Oh, wait, can I call you back? 
Yeah. Okay. I'll call you back in like two minutes. Or, or as soon as I finish washing whatever I got here. Alright. Okay. Peace. Talk to you then. Peace. Not much. Okay, so we're NPRing. recording it. Yeah, and uh, I just saw somewhere the one of the dudes at the World Economic <coughs> Forum that works for Klaus Schwab was saying that they want to put chips in everybody. Yeah, I'm not going to let that happen. Fuck you, Klaus Schwab. I'm not taking a fucking microchip. Fuck that. Come on, Kaz. Just an electronic device in your skin. Yeah, nah, I don't need that. Fuck that. And the motherfuckers, they fucked up, man. He's like, you, you shouldn't just track their phones. You should track their bodies, too. Yeah, fuck that shit. I gotta be tracked? Fuck that. No. And then, uh, Texas Governor Greg Abbott says he was misled about the Uvalde shooting police response. Okay. Let's go into that. Texas Governor Greg Abbott said during a press conference in Uvalde that he was misled about the police response. He said the information that he provided at a press conference two days ago was a recitation of what law enforcement had told him in a room beforehand. He says he's livid that some of that information has turned out to be wrong and he expects law enforcement to thoroughly investigate what happened. Okay. Uh, what the hell does that mean? Like, what information that who had was wrong about what? Well, the police, uh, they haven't said who gave the order, but somebody told the police to stand down while the shooter was shooting up the school. Okay, so, and he's saying that whoever told the cops to stand down was fucked up for telling them to stand down. I don't know, what, what's in the article? Colonel Stephen McGraw of the Texas Department of Public Safety said at a Friday news conference. Wait, was he quick draw, McGraw? Might be. Well, he wasn't quick drawn on that day. Yeah, no, 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 maybe it's maybe that's it. Maybe it's his relative slow draw, McGraw. That should be his nickname, Slow Draw McGraw. Uh, said in hindsight that it was wrong. 
it was the wrong decision to not enter the classroom sooner in Uvalde, Texas. Where a gunman was located for more than an hour. He said there were plenty of officers inside the school from the earliest minutes of the shootout. And as many as 19 officers from local and federal forces were in the hallway most of the time. The decision not to go in immediately was that of the incident commander on the scene, whom McGraw did not specifically name, so they're not even saying who gave the order. Okay, so McGraw didn't give the order, then? Nah. Okay. So who knows whether he can draw quicker or not? I guess we gotta give him a piece of paper and, and, and tell him to draw, I don't know. What, what would be, like, an easy thing to draw? A revolver. Okay, tell him to draw a revolver and see if he draws it really fast or if he draws it really slow. Yeah, this McGraw ain't trick shooting. Yeah, trick shooter is a hooker with a gun. And any, 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 any hypodermic needle. A syringe. Because she turns tricks and she shoots up. And that's the end of the article. Okay. Uh, so yeah, let's go to the next article. Okay, now we're in NPR, right? Yeah. Okay, so yeah, let's go to the next article. Here's what happened today in the Russia-Ukraine war. Okay, let's see. What new stuff? Who got killed today? Woohoo! Who got brutally murdered in Ukraine today? Hey, hey, Vladimir, how many bodies did you smear? Russian forces appear to have taken control of the strategic railway hub of Lyman in Ukraine's eastern Donbass region. Yeah, the dumbass region. Or Donbass region. You're a Donbass. Yeah, they're saying that every time the Ukrainians try and use the howitzer heavy artillery, the Americans send the Russians immediately targeted and destroy it. Okay, so the Russians are kicking the Ukrainians' ass and destroying their howitzers. Yeah, this is one president from America you're not going to be able to keep. I like to smash your Easter toys. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's definitely Krampus. He's, <laughs> he's dealing brutal murders instead of presents. Hey. Hey, hey. Guess what you're getting for Easter? The gift of death.
Yes, those eggs are full of poison. This is not the land of resurrection. This is land of demise. You fall down, you don't rise back up again. You're not Jesus. <laughs> and then, uh, apparently they're saying 8,766 civilians have been killed in Ukraine so far. Alright, we need to count from Sesame Street to give us that one. Eight thousand and seven, eight thousand seven hundred and sixty-six civilians dead. Uh, 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 uh. Yeah, whenever we got a death toll, we always got to get the count of count from Sesame Street to 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 give us the death toll. Well, and then there's a caveat. That includes 4,000 people killed. So they're counting injuries, too. Okay, so it's only 4,000 dead. The 7,000 whatever is just the injured. So you got it wrong, Count. Well, they they said casualties. (laughs) They're inflating those numbers. Uh, hold on a second, my sponsor's calling me. Okay. Yeah, what's up, Josh? What's in Trenton, Ohio, Aaron? Uh, one of my friends that makes, uh, beats. Makes makes what? Uh, rap beats. How, How far is that from Dayton? Uh, 40 minutes. Are you gonna need me to come back and get you, or what? Uh, yeah, if you can. I mean, Sunday's usually my church day, but, I mean, what time are you needing to go? I mean, how long are you going to be there? Uh, at least four to six hours. Oh, I can't stay there four to six hours. You wouldn't be able to come back and get me? I could probably come back. I'd have to, I'd, I'd have to come back. I'd have to come back and get you, but I mean, I'm going to need a little gas. Yeah, like, uh, is 40 cool? Yeah, it's fine. All right, thanks, bro. Appreciate you. What time are you leaving on Sunday? Uh, it could be in the evening. I was going to say, because I got to meet with my tutor uh, in the early afternoon. What, uh, around like 11 or something? Yeah, something like 10 or 11 o'clock. Yeah, we can just head over there in the morning and then uh, you can come get me at night or something. Alright, so it's 40 minutes from Dayton? Yeah. Like, what direction is it from Dayton? Uh, It is to the north, if I remember correctly. I mean, is it going, like, towards Columbus or what? Let me look it up. Cause it's more in the direction of Huber Heights. Uh, I like I have I have never been to Trenton, Ohio, in my life, so I don't know. Uh, looking it up now. Yeah, it's to the north towards uh, Vandalia. Towards Vandalia. Yeah, like it says, uh, 
oh wait 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 Miamisburg it's past Miamisburg um Aaron that's the opposite direction that's not north yeah my bad like I was looking at the uh like the car thing and went looking in the right direction so you're going because I work Centerville Miamisburg area yeah it's out that way so basically you're going towards Lebanon you're going to probably past Lebanon no it's kind of before Lebanon before Lebanon yeah it's a little bit to the like Lebanon is to the right on the map and Trenton is towards the left so that would be... You're just going to have to just give me the address. I'm going to put it in my GPS. So I yeah, I got so you. It's, it's, so it's not as... So you're telling me... Remember we went to Mason, Ohio for Celebrate Recovery? So you're telling me it's not that far or it's that far? It's not that far. Oh, well, that's a relief. Yeah, it's 41 minutes by car. All right. All right, thanks, bro. Yeah. Right. Just call me call me Sunday and remind me. Alright, gotcha. I'll call you in the morning. Alright. Alright, peace. Sunday. You said Sunday. Yeah, Sunday. Okay. Yeah, I'm back. Cool. So you got to talk to your sponsor. Let me guess. This is, uh, it's new? Yeah, so... Or the casualties. You know, how many were dead and how many of them were injured, I guess, or something. Yeah. Okay. A previously Russia-aligned Orthodox Church in Ukraine has split from Moscow. Okay. Well, that's bad for Russia. We're going to be the We Hate Putin Russian Orthodox Church. Well, it's the Orthodox Church that's in Ukraine. Yeah, no, so it's the We Hate Putin Orthodox Church. Yeah. Praise God. Curse Putin. Yeah, you can do like that church lady. Well, they can do like that church lady in my church. Someone kill Putin. <laughs> I pray that you kill Putin, God. Please, dear Jesus, please, we ask you again for the 10,000th time. Would you please kill Putin? Please. He's hurting us too much. Anyways, uh, uh, so, uh, what else in this article? Oh. Give me a second. 
Uh, what else they got? Russia paid off the latest batch of foreign currency debt coupons. Mm-hmm. And I saw some yesterday saying that the ruble is the strongest currency in the world this year. Is it really? That's what they said on Google News. Wow. Well, that's a trip. Right on. So I guess Russia's kicking ass on the economic front. Yeah, he's kicking ass and taking names. Oh, yeah. God, that's got to be a hard process right there, taking the, with all the syllables those Ukrainian names have. God damn. Uh, and then the U.S. Treasury, they're being some real fuckboys. The U.S. Treasury Department has ended a waiver that had allowed U.S. banks and investors to receive Russian government debt payments. So now U.S. banks can't get Russian government debt payments anymore. Okay. Yeah, so they're basically going to force them to default on their loans or whatever. Damn. Okay. That's more sneaky bullshit. That's not helping us make peace with Russia. Yeah, that's some sneaky shit. Yeah, Sneaky, sneaky sneakers. See, I thought sneaky shit was like when you took a shit behind the couch, so nobody knows where it is. They just know, God, something smells really bad in this room, but God, I still can't find it. Exactly. Okay. And, uh, that's the end of that article. Okay, well, again, we gotta, you say it all with me, we gotta stop arming the Ukraine, we gotta stop doing the sanctions on Russia, we gotta stop fighting this interventionist war that's just helping uh, rich people get richer, and we gotta stop being the cops of the world. Yeah, Yankees. We gotta stop funding this uh, interventionist war that's just getting rich people richer, because we're being inter- interventionist by arming the Ukraine and by doing sanctions on Russia. By funding their war. It's not helping our pocketbooks, eh? Not helping, the, not helping our pocketbooks or the, or the pocketbooks of the Canadians, eh? Biden and, and, and Justin Trudeau are, are, are a couple of hosers.
Actually, cheese brats, cheddar brats. Hey, you no, know, they're they're good. I used to have those when I was in Washington. Yeah, I've been on a kick of them lately. Yeah, right on. Yeah, good stuff. to help inform the gun control debate. Wait, on your side? <laughs> mm. Man, let's see, because this just seems like NPR Democrat propaganda. So, <laughs> so I bet every everything they're going to say is going to be on their fucking side. <laughs> Just listing off how many people are dying and shit. Okay, it doesn't matter how many people are dying, okay? Just like it doesn't matter how many people are dying of coronavirus. What matters is that we can fight this government when they become draconian like Canada and Australia and France and Germany. That's what matters. Just like it doesn't matter how many people are dying of coronavirus, what matters is getting our fucking freedom back. No matter how many people have to die. So that we can have a life worth living before we die.
anyway. Ready to go to the next article? Yeah, let's go to the next article. Former Army reservist and alleged white supremacist found guilty in capital riot trial. Okay. So yeah, let's definitely go into this. See what, see how, how, see if we know how many, how much time they're thinking of giving him, and and uh, how much they're they're uh, what what they're gonna do with this dude. Because he didn't like the government. <laughs> he knew something was wrong with the government and the health restrictions and all this shit. A former Army reservist and security guard at a naval weapons station was found guilty on all counts for his role in the January 6, 2021 attack. Okay, are, are naval weapons the kind of weapons you can strap to your, to your belly button? Possibility. Tell me what I thought they were. Prosecutors portrayed Timothy Hale Cusinelli of New Jersey as an extremist who hoped for a second civil war. Well, I mean, I hope for a second civil war, you know, I mean, not on the same lines, but I hope there's a war to overthrow this government. I don't think the same type of civil war he's thinking about if he's really a neo-Nazi, but but I do want a civil war to overthrow this government. Okay, anyway, what else is what else is he saying? The government presented evidence Hale Cusinelli using Racist, anti-Semitic, and anti-gay slurs, yelling obscenities at officers, protecting the Capitol. Okay. So was this a video, or? I mean, was that a video that they had of him saying that stuff, or? Uh, doesn't say. Okay. They just say that's what people said he did. Okay. And later enthusiastically boasting about breaching the building to a roommate. Now, did the roommate snitch on him? Yeah. Oh, that sucks. God damn it. The, you know, the snitches seem to be running too much of the world. Damn it. Yeah, don't those snitches know they get army stitches? Yeah, they might. Well, we'll see. See if there's anybody in the in the army that wants to help this dude get revenge. As jurors heard at trial. That roommate was secretly wearing a recording device 
on behalf of the investigators with the Naval Criminal Investigative Services and FBI. Oh, that sucks. God damn. Yeah, they wanted this guy bad. Yeah. That sucks. Anyway, uh, what else in the article? Give me a second. Making some coffee. Not coffee. Cigarettes are coffee. Coffee is pissy. But okay, I've said that too many times. And then a little bit of Snickers creamer. To top it off. Does it have peanut butter in it? Uh, I think so. It doesn't really taste like peanut butter. Okay, because I would not want a creamer that tasted like peanut butter. Nah, it doesn't. It tastes like chocolate. Okay. stirring it. Yeah. Do you stir faster than I do? I, I stir mine slower because it just like when I try to stir shit fast it winds up spilling everywhere. So. Cusinelli's defense did not dispute that he entered the building. As the defendant himself put it when he testified in his own defense, I should not have been there. Instead, the defense argued that Hale Cusinelli was prone to making bombastic, offensive, and extreme comments which generally amounted to more talk than action. Well, yeah, I guess it all depends on what they, what they charged him guilty of. So, anyway, what else in the article? Uh, he was not charged with assaulting police or causing property damage. Okay. Okay, so uh, what else in the article? The defense also argued that Hale Cusinelli did not travel to Washington with specific, with the specific goal of storming the Capitol, let alone disrupting the electoral count. Okay. Hale Cusinelli testified that he could not have intended to disrupt Congress that day because he did not realize that the Capitol was where Congress met. Damn, he's a dumb neo-Nazi. <laughs> it sounds idiotic, and it is. Hale Cusinelli testified. He said it was embarrassing to admit he lacked that basic knowledge. 
Prosecutor said that claim defied common sense, especially since Hale Cusinelli texted friends about the electoral count process and he studied American history in community college. Well, he must have forgot what he did in American history, or he like bullshit his way through the test and just don't doesn't remember. It's like uh, that's how I am with math. And I can dig it. As soon as I, I mean, get I don't done with half it, the shit I don't I learned remember. in college, really. Yeah, I remember about half of the shit I was taught in college in general, but not math shit. Okay. After deliberating for about five and a half hours, the jury sided with the prosecution. in the article that's the end of the article okay so what was he charged what was he charged guilty of uh, I can't find it okay but I don't, I don't think you should I don't think you should be embarrassed about being a, a a male airhead, but, you know, just be proud to be an airhead, you know? What the fuck? It can be like, uh, I don't know, like one of those uh, stripper chicks that goes, you know, that says that they're they're proud to have been Miss August because, and uh, that they want to be a veterinarian because they want to work with children. Well, it says in the little paragraph on the main page that three jurors were initially skeptical at Hale Cusinelli intentionally breaching the Capitol in order to obstruct Congress. Eventually, after hearing the other members of the jury explain their reasoning, those three jurors were convinced to convict. Okay, well, that doesn't. I'm just wondering what he was charged, what he was guilty of. Yeah, I can't find it. I mean, it's not like, I don't know, like, to be an airhead Nazi, you know, like, and I'm, I'm trying to think, like, if you're an airhead and a Nazi at the same time, like, that means you're a Nazi and you don't really know that much about Hitler. <laughs> Maybe that's maybe it's like you got to be an airhead to deny the Holocaust or something, you know. Or just in denial. Okay, I don't know. Okay. Um. Anyway, let's go to the next article. Uh, Caught in a storm of criticism and internal strife, the NRA meets in Houston. Right on, right on. Now, we'll we'll see. Let's hope they uh, keep fighting for our freedom, because they're, like, to me, the hope for us fighting our freedom and and to make sure that we don't wind up being as draconian as Canada and France and and, uh, 
Australia and Germany. But I don't know. Now my brain is also just thinking of it. I don't know. I'm thinking of the Holocaust deniers. You know, like what, what some like some ger- they heard like an interview with some German dude. We weren't doing a Holocaust. We were just having, we were just having a, a party. We we were making cookies. They might have been cookies made out of Jewish people, but they were cookies. At least after you took them out of the oven, they were kind of burnt. I think we just cooked them too long. Okay, let's go to this article. This article. The National Rifle Association opens its annual conference on Friday in Houston, across the state from Uvalde, Texas, Uh Uh which was the site of the country's second deadliest school shooting earlier this week. Okay. The group has drawn criticism from... What was the deadliest one? What beat that one? Because whoever did the, the best one, he can say he's the king of the school shooters. Or his ghost can if he's dead. <laughs> I mean, that's a title to be proud of, man. Shit. You'd get like a crown for it and some. <laughs> A trophy. (laughs) Uh, I think it was Sandy Hook. Okay. So you know he's he still couldn't make it as much being the king like Adam uh, Adam Lanza. That's a, it wasn't Melvoy. That's the uh, Smashing Pumpkins dude. Said the wrong name. Like Adam Lanza, he's the true king of school shooters. I mean, his ghost can can boast about being the king of school shooters. I mean, that that's like the kind of thing you boast about in hell and shit. <laughs> Okay, anyway, so, okay, so, anyway, what else in the article? The group has drawn criticism from gun control advocates for moving ahead with its previous scheduled convention. Oh, well, too bad. So you shouldn't have a freaking convention in the state that the person killed people in right after it happened? Yeah, 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 exactly, all that. You fucking monsters. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
like a picture. Have you no shame? Mm -hmm. I have no shame. The gathering will hear from former President Donald Trump and other Republicans and draw protests, including from leaders of teachers' unions. Okay. I don't know. Like, how do you draw a protest? Like, if you're going to draw a, pro a protest on a piece of paper, like, you know, like... What color would you make the signs, and then, and like, what color would you make the people? You know, how would you draw the people? You know, like, what colors would you do do to draw the, the people? And I, I don't know. I guess it's like you're drawing people and picket signs. I guess if you're drawing a protest, you know, maybe much. drawing a person speaking on the stage. And it's okay. Anyway, what else in the article? Some of its planned speakers and performers have canceled their engagements. Oh, that sucks. Don't be such wusses. If you do this, you're a, you're a murder supporter. Okay, well, I am a murder supporter. So. I'm proud of it. I mean, I think, you know, that that's, uh, that's the, the ultimate freedom is the freedom to kill. The powerful gun rights advocacy group has offered its condolences to those impacted by Tuesday's shooting. And said in a statement that convention attendees will reflect on the attack and pledge to double our commitment to making schools secure. Okay. But it also denies responsibility for mass shootings in America and reflects blame from gun, gun ownership in general. Mm-hmm. Well, deflex. Okay. This isn't the first time the NRA has held its convention in the immediate aftermath of a nearby mass shooting. In 1999, it went ahead with its event in Denver, just days after the Columbine High School attack. Okay. So they've been through this bullshit already, so they already know what to expect. This is, uh, it went ahead with its event in Denver just days after Columbine, briefly considered canceling it, according to secret recordings obtained by NPR last year. Okay. So, wow, I wonder how NPR got tapes of the, of the planning meeting for the NRA convention from, from 1999, damn. 
Probably some liberal snitches, just like with the uh, Supreme Court ruling. Yeah, probably some FBI dudes wearing a wire at that at, at that convention. And then uh, the group often argues in the wake of these increasingly common events that teachers should be armed or that shootings are a byproduct of violent video games and other social problems. See, again, blaming video games is just as lame as blaming guns. You know, it's like... The only people that you can blame are the people that did it. You know, this is just like... Okay, wait, wait. Say that last that first part of the last sentence or just one before that, because that was... There's something else that, that hit me that I'm trying to process. Like one or two sentences ago. Uh, the group often argues that teachers should be armed or that shootings... Okay. Yeah, that was what it was, okay. Uh, I mean, I hear that, that, that teaching is a lot easier with guns. Like, people might be more likely to get the right answer if you point a gun at them and, and shoot them in the head if they get the wrong answer. You know, it's like... There's that, that, scene, that scene, if you ever saw the, the movie... Uh, class of 1984 which came out in like 1982 and it's this teacher's pointing a gun at the kid and asking the the, the question for for a math problem and the dude gave him the wrong answer because he probably didn't do his homework it's like oh i'm so sorry i'm so sorry you gave the wrong answer and then he blows his then he shoots him in the head and kills him yeah i've never seen it oh it's Cool movie. I, I love that movie. It's just like so. It was so over the top with all the parental fear at the time and shit. It was funny. It was funny as hell. It's like some cheesy like elementary school in New York and how crazy the kids were. It was, it was funny as hell. And its messaging has remained defiant, even in the face of mounting financial and legal troubles. Right on. Okay. The organization is in legal jeopardy. The NRA is facing among the most... Serious threats to its influence in its 150 years of existence. After several investigations revealed corruption at its highest levels. Okay. Most notably as part of a lawsuit seeking to help top executives. Seeking to hold top executives accountable. 
New York Attorney General Letitia James has released evidence showing that organization executives, including CEO Wayne LaPierre, or mm-hmm. LaPierre, LaPierre, yeah, spent tens of millions of dollars on private jets, lavish meals, and insider deals for people well connected to senior officials. Yeah, no, that's not a good. That that sucks for those of us that really care about freedom. Like, you don't want to be. You don't want to be like taking. That much of a cushy life when it, it really is, you know, our freedom is in danger seriously. As a country, I mean, over the last two years, it, you know, like. You got you got to like realize how how much in danger our freedom is in this country since the 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 lockdowns and shit. You know, all the governments of the world have become as draconian as they can be and we really need the guns to fight off this draconian government. Anyway, um, what else in the article? The NRA tried to seek the protection of bankruptcy courts. Just like Alex Jones. Mm-hmm. But a federal judge dismissed their efforts last May. Following the controversy and allegations of misconduct, some members of the NRA's board revolted, and a faction of the group has called for more transparency and a change in top leadership. Well, I think they really do need more transparency and, and definitely a change in top leadership if, if that shit's happening. Because it really has to be about guarding people's freedom and, and not taking... Uh, kickbacks because I mean our freedom really is in danger like the group is important to me and it's like uh, they, they really shouldn't be uh, taking kickbacks that's that's like fucking up our ability to protect our freedom you know it's like It's not going to help our freedom if you're taking private jets and shit. Anyway, what else is in the article? Yeah, LaPierre remains in charge of the organization and is scheduled to speak at the conference. Okay. And while the NRA may be mired in controversy. Well, I mean, it's been mired in controversy for a long time, you know, at least since some point in the 90s. Not before that. No, really, since the 80s, you know. So, I mean, they, they should probably be used to it by now. I would be, I don't know. Anyway, what else in the article? Uh, it retains its power not just because of money, but because of its ability to quickly mobilize millions of members at critical moments in the political process. Okay. 
that's probably the main reason why it that second point's probably the main reason why it maintains its power which is good for us that want freedom Yeah. Gun control advocates are planning protests mm-hmm. in downtown Houston. Okay. Democratic uh, Texas governor candidate Beto O'Rourke is expected to be at the protest. Okay. Oh yeah, I forgot about Beto O'Rourke going to Greg Abbott's press conference and saying he didn't respond to the disaster well enough. Okay, well, fuck it. If I was Greg Abbott, I wouldn't let that that bring me down. Beto Rourke, he's our hero. <laughs> I miss those funny ass skits from Mark Dice. <laughs> right on. Bringing carbon emissions down to zero. Okay. Because they had him like, because that was the Captain Planet fucking uh, uh, theme song, so they just changed the words around. Okay, cool. Uh, O'Rourke has been a vocal proponent of gun control reform. Mm-hmm. Other groups planning to attend include Black Lives Matter, Houston. What to to plan to attend the gun control protests? Okay, why would you do that? That does not make sense. For Black Lives Matter to want to be on the side of gun control. Since because when has Black Lives Matter been making sense? Well, you'd think they'd make sense. It's like... If you don't want a militarized police, shouldn't you be able to have the weapons to fight against the militarized police? That does not make sense to to, to want to put your your organization on the side of the people that want gun control. If you if you need, if you want to you know we should be able to fight against militarized cops. I'm pretty sure they think rioting and throwing Molotov cocktails will save the country. 
Well, I don't think they think that, but there, there are there is a faction that goes to the demonstrations that thinks that. And if they had guns instead of Molotov cocktails, you could do a better job at getting an autonomous zone. Black Lives Matter doesn't think that far ahead. Well, again, you're you're saying Black Lives Matter. I'm saying the people in the faction that was using Molotov cocktails, wouldn't it make more sense to bring guns instead of Molotov cocktails? I've seen some Black Panthers and some Black Lives Matter with guns. Okay. You know, uh, what else in the article? Indivisible Houston. Moms demand action. Mm-hmm. Feel Houston. See, moms demand action. That, that Wouldn't that be like a group of, of, of uh, soccer moms that aren't happy with their husbands that want to cheat on their husbands? You know, you could have like moms demand action like at a... At a I don't know, some like singles gathering or something, you know, like the. That sounds more like a porn movie. I don't know, that would make a good porn movie. <laughs> okay, anyway, uh, what else in your article? Texas American Federation of Teachers. Okay. Houston Federation of Teachers. Mm-hmm. March for Our Lives. See, again, like, guns would be a good teaching tool. If, if someone, you know, got the wrong answer and they got their heads blown off, then a lot more people would, would learn faster and get the right answers. If they don't want to die in the next, in the next class. In the Harrison County Democratic Party. Okay. Leaders of the nation's two largest teachers unions, the National Education Association and the American Federation of Teachers, also will speak about gun safety in Houston on Friday. Okay. Both organizations have rejected a reasonable, in my mind, plan by the Republican leaders, which calls to arm teachers. Okay. Well, I guess, you know, a lot of people don't, you know, I guess there's some people that don't see guns as a teaching aid the way I see. Well, there have been a few schools that implemented having teachers have guns. No, but it's like, okay. It's like, okay, you know, click, click. You know, here's the math problem. Now, what's the answer? Click, click. Becky Pringle and Randy Weingarten said in a statement published by Axios, 
that they will highlight the NRA's negligence and discuss how to keep schools safe. Okay, um... I was just thinking, if they're talking about gun safety, I mean, are they talking about the proper way to use a gun and shit or something? Or I don't know. That's the end of the article. Okay, well, I'd say at least the NRA is keeping their keeping doing their convention, and hopefully they can help us keep our freedom. Because, like I said, the past two years. We have lost a lot of freedom in this country, and we need guns to be able to keep our country from becoming as as uh, tyrannical as Australia and Canada and uh, Germany and France and Spain. Come on, chaos! We need the tyranny to save the planet. Nah, uh, I don't. If we want to save the planet, I don't think we should be using the health restrictions as a way to try and advance climate change. That's just really fucked up. We need to get rid of the guns to save the children. Yeah, again, that's, that's what they say. <laughs> True. I know. I'm a supporter of Waste the Children. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm a supporter of Waste the Children and Fuck the Children. The, the uh, money that goes to the, the group that helps to go fund... Uh, pedophiles so they can get out of jail. And then a judge has dismissed Trump's lawsuit against New York's Attorney General. Oh shit, okay, so look, or, what the, I don't know. I don't know if this one matters or not, but okay, let's go into this. I'm just trying to figure out, do I even care about this one or not? <laughs> A federal judge on Friday dismissed Donald Trump's lawsuit against New York Attorney General Letitia James, rejecting the former president's claim that she targeted him out of political animus and allowing her civil investigation into his business practices to continue. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's probably a good thing. Yeah, I think it's a witch hunt. I don't know. We'll see. Cause I don't know. I mean, that is the one thing that I think they really had more to pin on Trump is 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 uh, his business interests, his business dealings, and uh, the amount of people that got screwed over and ripped off from like the colleges he had and, and things like that. He got exonerated for that shit. Okay, so I don't know what this new thing is then. They're still investigating him about his uh, overvaluing his businesses. Okay. I don't know. Maybe that is a witch hunt. I don't know.
There you go, next article. Yeah, let's go to the next article. The real COVID surge is much bigger than it looks, but don't panic. Yeah, okay, no, it's an NPR article on this, so... No, I heard enough, enough lame propaganda on Channel 9 today, that's why I'm so thinking I might have to go to Orange County this summer. But, uh... I don't know, I think they're going to try to make sure that I... They're trying to make me stay in this fucking house, I think, and I'm not willing to. I need to have a better life. I'm not going to let you prevent me from having a good life. Or from from ending it if I want to, because I really probably need to just end it. You could probably just go to another It's just too fucked up. Like, it's... I'm going to be... It looks like I'm either going to be fucking... You know, like, the rest of my life is just... Spending winter and spring and or in late fall, you know, late, you know, November in this house and then being on the streets of the summer and going through that much nightmare. I'm better off just killing myself in front of uh, the uh, woman that gave me the, the longest good time in my recent life. Since she doesn't want to keep those good times going anymore. So if you, she can feel happy that she took that away from me, and that it, you know, as long as she doesn't have to fuck me again and, and hear all those people talking about her behind her back, it'll be worth it for me to die. The next article is we never got good at recycling plastic. Some states are trying a new approach. Okay, yeah, let's get into this. After recycling's failure to appreciably reduce the amount of plastic in the U.S. in the, the plastic U.S. throws away, Some states are taking a new approach, transferring the onus of recycling from consumers to product manufacturers. Okay, that might be a good way. In the past 12 months, legislatures... Honestly, I'm gonna keep reading, but it sounds stupid to me. Okay, why does it sound stupid? Because so far it doesn't sound stupid to me. How can they hold the manufacturers responsible for people polluting? Okay, well, the manufacturers are the ones that are doing the polluting. So it's not responsible for people polluting, it's the manufacturers that are doing the polluting. Anyway, uh, what's in the article? In the past 12 months, legislatures in Maine, Oregon, and Colorado have passed... Extended producer responsibility laws on packaging. The legislation essentially forces producers of consumer goods, such as beverage makers, shampoo companies, and food corporations, 
to pay for the disposal of packages and containers their products come in. Okay. See, that doesn't sound stupid to me. That sounds like a smart idea. Uh, continues to say the process is intended to nudge manufacturers to use more easily recyclable materials, compostable packaging, or less packaging. Well, no, and again, that's a good idea. Nah. Okay, why is that not a good idea? If they have more easily recyclable materials, then it would make it shittier as fucking stuff that the stuff would come in so that that shit would fall apart. Like if it's sitting on the shelves too long or something, wouldn't it start biodegrading? Okay, I mean, I don't know. It depends on how it's made. I don't know if that will mean that this shit will fall apart easier, like you think it does. But anyway, uh, what else in the article? I don't think it means the packaging will fall apart. Like I don't know certain bad shoes I've had. And less packaging, like, what does that even mean? No, less packaging is a heavy thing, because a lot of things really have been overpackaged. And that is a heavy problem that's happened for a bunch of years. Mm, I've had, like, plastic packaging for water balls and shit, and when I'm carrying them, they rip apart and crap. No, I mean, I've had certain things that I've carried uh, containers that certain things rip apart on me. But still, that's not what they're... They're talking about how people will put something in a box that's in another container that's in another container. It's like things are too overpackaged. Now the New York legislature is deliberating two extended producer responsibility bills as its session nears its June 2 close. Lobbying by business and environmental groups has been particularly intense around details such as what recycling goals must be met and who sets them. Industry and environmentalists alike believe that when a state as big as New York adopts a law, it creates a template or standard that other states might adopt too. If you have a state the size of New York get it wrong on extended producer responsibility, it would have a ripple effect on other states. Recycling isn't enough to reduce plastic waste. Recycling rates in the U.S. have stagnated over the past decade at around 30 to 35 percent across all materials in the waste stream. Mm-hmm. 
The recycling rate of plastics, a growing form of packaging, is much lower. The Environmental Protection Agency estimated in 2018 that only 8.5% of plastic refuse was recovered to produce new products. Two environmental groups recently estimated the real recycling rate to be even lower, given that not all recovered plastics end up being recycled. Uh One thing that I've noticed for a long time that these dum-dums never seem to bring up is why don't you pay people to recycle plastic? They only do that with cans. Okay, well, that, that, you know, and I'm not going to call them dum-dums, but, okay, yeah, that is a good idea. You know, they're probably the amount of money that you get for recycling plastic should be as much as the amount of money you get for recycling cans. Yeah, because I see hobos all the time digging for cans. Yeah. Two environmental groups recently estimated the real recycling rate to be even lower, given that not all recovered plastics end up being recycled. The burden of recycling falls not just on consumers to sort their containers properly. but also on cities and counties where officials once thought recycling could pay for itself. But that has not been the case, especially because of recent decisions by China and other Asian countries. Welcome back to the Kyle Chaos and Aaron Order show. I'm your host, Aaron Order. I'm Kyle Chaos. So, um, okay, so we're in the middle of the story about the... uh attempt of certain Congress people to try and, and uh, get businesses to pay to, to try and make uh, things more easily to be recyclable. Anyway, uh, where did we leave off in this article? But that has not been the case, especially because of recent decisions by China and other Asian countries to refuse to accept plastic waste imports. In 2021, the WWF calculated that the management of plastic waste costs about $32 billion a year worldwide. The Business Council of New York, which represents 3,500 companies, and Chambers of Commerce opposes both measures that have been advanced in Albany. Uh Such radical change will be costly, will carry its own risks of unintended consequences, and simply is not necessary to improve the state's recycling and waste reduction outcomes. Okay, what else is in the article? But some national corporations and plastic manufacturers have been more supportive to an extent. The Recycling Partnership, a group of a group funded by corporations such as General Mills, 
Coca-Cola and ExxonMobil has endorsed the idea so long as producers maintain some control over the fees and targets in the new system, which they probably will get. What else in the article? How could you possibly run a system of this scale and get companies ultimately to change their packaging design? Possibly shift to using more sustainable materials. How could we possibly do that without participation? Mm-hmm. Okay, what else in the article? The question of just how or whether companies get to regulate themselves is the biggest point of contention in the New York legislature right now. Kaminsky's bill, which the Recycling Partnership supports, calls for producers to come up with their own targets, both for how much recyclable material will be used in their packaging and for how much of their packaging will be recycled. So they just give the power to the corporations and nothing changes. Yeah, no, I mean, I don't think that's a good idea if, if whoever this Kaminsky guy is or whatever, I don't know. That's like a bad, that's a bad idea to me. Those targets would then be reviewed by an advisory board of representatives from environmental groups and recycling agencies as well as manufacturers. So the businesses get to set their rates and then get it reviewed by environmentalists and the same business people. So every level has the business people involved. Okay, well, I don't think it's bad to have the business people involved, but I don't think it's a good idea to say the business people should be able to set the targets that's going to make sure that nothing happens. Ultimately, these plans would be approved by the state's Department of Environmental Conservation. Mm-hmm. The rival bill sponsored by Assembly Member Stephen Engelbright, also a Long Island Democrat, stipulates those targets directly. Companies would have to decrease the amount of their non-reusable packaging by 50% over the first 10 years. Okay, see, that's a better bill to me is the second, the, the, one they, the second one they mentioned, the one they just mentioned here. That's better than the first one, letting the business people decide what the target's going to be. We need specific requirements, said Inc., who is also a former EPA official and favors Engelbright's bill over Kaminsky's. You just yeah, don't. I favor Engelbright's bill over Kaminsky's. I think Kaminsky's is kind of a shitty bill to, to solve that problem. We wouldn't expect. Well, you just don't hand the keys of the car over to the plastics industry. We yeah. wouldn't expect the tobacco industry to solve the problem of smoking. 
Well, again, you know, that's like a different... I don't think smoking is a problem. Some people want to do it and some people don't. It's it's just like... You know, but that's where I'm against the prohibition. I think people should have a right to choose what they want to do or what they don't want to do to their own body. <laughs> so I'm not really... I, I disagree with tobacco prohibition. It's, I really don't like the idea of them making menthol cigarettes illegal. I thought they were trying to ban smoking completely in California. No, no, they're just trying to ban menthol cigarettes at this point. They haven't gone that far yet. Some government watchdogs are skeptical about the whole concept of extended producer responsibility. Germany, which adopted the policy in the early 1990s, is well known for its high recycling rates. But those rates count rates count waste to energy which requires incineration which America is not a big fan of burning trash well yeah no incineration isn't the best way to get rid of trash that's for damn sure that was one of the first protests I ever went to was a protest of uh, a trash incineration thing that was in Van Nuys I think that was the first protest I ever went to, actually. Yeah, I just walked through it. No, not the first. No, the first protest I ever went to was an anti-nuclear protest. But that was way back when I was, like, 15. It was the day after the movie The Day After was on TV. I just walked through a protest while I was going to the L.A. cop fucking office. Yeah, see, I, like, went to one for an hour when I had a a, a class that the, the teacher said he'd let me go to it. So you know, he'd take me there, and because and, uh, he knew I was interested in the issue, and uh, he knew it was happening. So it's like, oh, cool. <laughs> So I went there. The Americans are saying it's successful. Well, it's not successful, said Neil Seldman, director of the Waste to Wealth Initiative at the Institute for Local Self-Reliance. Germany, however, does not require manufacturers to reduce their packaging the way that Engelbright's bill would. California could take a slightly different approach this fall to reducing packaging and increase recycling. A measure on the ballot there would impose an extended producer responsibility system on the state. In conjunction with a one-cent fee on every piece of single-use plastic packaging. So raise California's taxes even more, yay! 
Is this California or New York? I thought this was New York. No, we're talking about California now. Okay, wait, wait. Is this the same article or? Yeah, it's the same one. Okay. Okay. You know, uh, what else is in the article? In New York, lobbyists on both sides of the issue say negotiations are underwear to get some sort of bill passed in the week remaining in the current legislative session. And if that doesn't happen, they say they will be back next year with another push. That's the end of the article. Okay. Uh, so, what should we do now? But yeah, that's one way that I think we're keeping ourselves from being screwed with. But anyway, what should we do now? Uh, let me see how long we go, because we... And we just started the segment. I'm just like, do you want to... I'm just trying to figure out, like, whether you want to do another segment or whether you want to... Whether you want to you want to stop or where's your head at? Uh, well, we can finish this segment. Okay, see, so let's 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 go with the let's go with the next article then. Comfort dogs have been deployed in Uvalde, Texas, from near and far. Okay, that sounds like a human interest story. A broken-hearted husband dies after his wife is killed in the Texas school shooting. Wait, say that again? A broken-hearted husband dies after his wife is killed in the Texas school shooting. Okay, well that makes sense. At least uh, he's going to get out of the situation of having someone else leave on him. I don't know. He fell over and died from a heart attack. Oh, okay. Well, that's that's a heart attack. Okay. Yeah, it could be. I don't know. I don't know if that would lead to a heart attack for me. I don't know. Like, I mean, I don't know. Like, I've had two, two of the more most important people to me die on me, and that was uh, that was. Uh, both times it was fuck. It just added to the fucked upness of life itself. So I don't know. Just Man. added to the thing that makes life really fucked up. And then Depeche Mode founding keyboardist Andy Fletcher dies at sixty. Okay. I mean, they're a band. That mostly I don't like their music, but there are a couple Depeche Mode songs that I like. Like, there are certain songs that had really good lyrics. I think there's three Depeche Mode songs I, I really like. And overall, I'm not a huge Depeche Mode fan, but they had like, I don't know, probably three or four. They, they have a few songs that I like, but most of their songs I don't like. Like, the songs... They're songs with really good lyrics I like. They're, they're songs that are more bad disco songs I'm not really into, but then some songs that had really good lyrics, and the lyrics were what made the best of the Depeche Mode songs good, and then the rest of the songs sucked to me, but... 
And then Colombia goes into election Sunday with a leftist looking to make history. Um, wait, say that again? Colombia goes into election Sunday with a leftist looking to make history. Okay, that might be good. Before I go into that, though, thinking of Depeche Mode, because they were one of the bands that ruined New Wave. As much as there's a couple, few songs there that I like, but they were the first kind of really bad new wave band that happened. I mean, to me, they were the single band that ruined new wave forever. Uh, as much as there are a few, their lyrics were good, but just what they did to the music just fucked it up completely. Um, Because, like, when New Wave just started becoming bad techno-pop, Depeche Mode was the first band that made it that way. But uh, that's the thing I really don't like about Depeche Mode. But again, like, the songs with the really good lyrics, I, I liked a lot of certain of the certain of the songs with really good lyrics I liked. But they were kind of the band that fucked up New Wave. <laughs> Anyway, but uh, I know probably their best songs were uh, the one uh, "People Are People" was a good song. The one about grabbing hands, grab all they can. That was a that was a good song. Uh, the uh, "Enjoy the Silence" one that was a pretty good song, or that was really good lyrics. Uh, that like reminded me a lot of my second girlfriend and. Uh, I think they, those were the. I think they had a couple other good songs, but the, those three songs were the ones that I liked the most out of them, out of their music. But when that, when that I just can't get enough song came out, that was the song, and that album was the the, the album that ruined New Wave forever and made it horrible when it used to be a good form of music. And all of a sudden, there were a bunch of stuff that called itself New Wave that was just horrible. Oh, and then they, then they had another song that was just as horrible and stupid. Like, or no, no, that was a different band that had something that was that horrible and stupid. But okay. Anyway, but uh, Black artists have led, always led AIDS activism. This tribute wants to give them credit. Okay, okay. Well, before we, because there was another article you were doing before the, the one about the Colombian leftist dude. That's the one I'd want to go into before we go into the other one. Let's go into the one on the Colombian leftist. It's a four-minute listen. Okay, yeah, let's listen to that. verge of electing its first left-wing president. The front-runner in Sunday's balloting is Gustavo Petro, a former guerrilla-turned-fighter-turned-politician. But as John Otis reports from Bogota, the candidate's promises for radical change have alarmed many Colombians. 
At his final campaign rally before Sunday's vote, Gustavo Petro gleefully noted that the powers that be in Colombia are cringing at the thought that he could become president. Claro que están asustados. Nos temen no por eso. Nos temen porque los vamos a sacar del poder. Of course they're scared, Petro told thousands of supporters in Bogota, the capital. They're scared because we're going to kick them out of power. Petro once tried to fight his way to power as a member of a guerrilla group called the M-19. The rebels signed a peace treaty in 1990, and since then, Petro has served in Congress and as mayor of Bogota. Now 62, he's on his third run for the presidency. Me llamo Gustavo Petro. If Petro wins, he would join leftist presidents who now govern much of Latin America, including Mexico, Peru, Chile, and Argentina. Petro promises to hike taxes on the rich to pay for anti-poverty programs. A protectionist, he wants to renegotiate free trade agreements. To forge a greener economy, he wants to phase out the production of oil, the country's biggest export. But <laughs> all this could provoke capital flight, business closures, and massive unemployment, according to many business leaders. El domingo 29 de mayo... That's Miguel Cortez, one of Colombia's biggest businessmen, urging Colombians to vote for anyone but Petro. Colombia tiene fallas, sin duda, pero no es la razón de dar un salto al vacío. In a video message to voters, Cortez said, without a doubt, Colombia has problems, but that's no reason to leap into the void or to risk radical change. Another business owner threatened to fire any of his employees that voted for Petro. Some middle-class Colombians are also worried. I've been working all my life. I'm four years from my retirement. That's Roxanne Restrepo, who works in banking and finance in Bogota. She worries about Petro's plan to borrow from private pension funds in order to expand retirement benefits for poor Colombians. And she's not waiting for the election to take action. I've been sending some of my savings offshore, and we've been searching to see if we can get the Portuguese citizenship, to see if we need to leave the country. She's also concerned about Petro's commitment to democracy. For one thing, Petro intends to forge closer ties to the authoritarian regime in neighboring Venezuela. Sergio Guzman, director of the consulting firm Columbia Risk Analysis, points out that because he would lack a majority in Congress, Petro has talked of passing economic laws by decree. That freaked a lot of people out? Yes, it did, because not just is he now proposing a radical change in the economy, but he's actually, you know, pressing the nuclear button on what he could potentially do to democracy. Petro has tried to reassure the doubters. No voy a expropiar nada. Amid rumors that he plans to seize private property once in the presidency, he held a news conference at a notary public where he signed a document pledging not to expropriate farms and businesses. And in an interview with NPR, Petro said he would pursue common sense policies to tackle poverty, which shot up to 42% during the pandemic. 
These are normal things, Petro said, speaking on Zoom, but in Colombia, they are seen as leftist and revolutionary. Many frustrated Colombians agree with Petro. Polls show Petro with a large lead over five other candidates. However, if he fails to garner more than half of the ballots on Sunday, as polls are indicating, there will be a runoff between the two top candidates on June 19th. John Otis, NPR News, Bogota. Right on. I think uh, Gustavo Petro will probably be a good candidate for... Uh, for uh, <coughs> I think he'd probably uh, help uh, keep a lot of keep, uh, poor people in the country from being screwed with. Nah, he's going to crash their economy. I don't know. I mean, I think maybe if most of their economy is based on oil, that would be a good thing. I'm not a fan of the ends justify the means. Okay. Anyway, uh, okay, then, okay, then the AIDS activist, I don't know, music or whatever article, which then sounds like public interest story. Uh, then, okay, what's the, uh, what's the next article? Mass shootings are so common that mayors now have a checklist for when one happens. Uh, where's your head on this one? Mm, I could take it or leave it. That's kind of where I'm at. School shooters understanding their path to voice violence is key to prevention. Okay, that sounds kind of like their propaganda. No, we shouldn't be preventing mass shootings. You know, people should be able to get their revenge. Anyway, uh, let's go to the next article. This photo of a professor wearing a mask went viral. So did his response to critics. Uh, I don't know. That sounds like propaganda, maybe. I don't. Know. So let's go to the next article. Xbox promotes Asian characters and creates creators amid calls for greater diversity in games. Um, I don't know. I mean, that that kind of does sound like a a real issue as far as trying to get more diversity in games. So yeah, let's go into this. Sounds like hiring token game developers to me. 
It might be. That's kind of... But I don't know, like, how do you get more diversity in the games, though? I mean, that, that is kind of... It's still an issue. Probably a good issue. Asian characters have a long history in video games, thanks to Japanese giants like Nintendo and Sony. Companies from Japan, so of course they're gonna give more, you know, more consideration to people from their own country. Since it's their Japanese country, of course they're gonna hire Asian. They're Asian companies, but okay. Like, what do you expect from an Asian company? U.S.-based Microsoft is taking pains to acquire, promote. And create more games with Asian characters. <laughs> okay. That sounds like some horse shit. Yeah, why do you think it's horse shit? I mean, they're in a, they're in an Asian country. Wouldn't you expect their games to have characters from the country that makes the games? Mm, it's not that point. It's that they want even more Asian characters. Okay, but why is that a bad thing? You know, like, if there's... You know, that is a group that you don't see enough of in general in the media. I mean, that kind of does make sense. You see them all the time. As much as I like to make fun of them. Okay, where do you see them that often? Tekken, Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat. What else? Final Fantasy. Uh, what else? What's that fucking game called? Final Fantasy. Is that where you're having sex and then the chick shoots you in the head right when you're coming? Um, I guess. Okay. Yeah, there are a fuck ton of Asian games, like a fuck ton. Okay. Anyway, what else in the article? Dynasty Warriors. Is that what's in the article? Uh, no, I was just thinking of another game. The move fits in with Microsoft's larger strategy to acquire new content and expand their global reach. The company has been on a spending spree, buying up game companies to broaden their roster on services like the subscription-based Xbox Game Pass. Earlier this year, Microsoft purchased the beleaguered Activision Blizzard. You know, but this is it. You know, but this is... That's not like, oh, this is a company that's really helping to push diversity. No, it's a company that's buying off other small companies, and it's really just a company trying to be a monopoly on video games. That's not a good sign. That means Microsoft is trying to be a monopoly on video games. That's not a good sign. Anyway, what else in the article? 
back in 2020 to absorb Skyrim publisher Bethesda. Well, Bethesda. The Xbox brand now boasts more diverse, a more diverse lineup of games than ever before. Mm-hmm. Both in terms of genre as well as representation. Microsoft wants its customers to know this. Throughout Asian Pacific American Heritage Month this May, they promoted banner ads on Xbox Game Pass with Asian characters and creators. This includes 2017's Prey. What, is that a religious video game? which features an Asian-American protagonist named Morgan Yu and a space station infested by a hostile alien force. What, so it's like a Japanese dude fighting Mexicans? And angry Mexicans? (laughs) I guess. Five years on, reviewers are still applauding the sci-fi thriller for its unique gameplay story and its thoughtful approach to race. Mm-hmm. And that's the end of the article. Okay, well, Lisa, some companies are doing more diversity in video games. That's cool. It's kind of, it still sucks that Microsoft is buying all these video game companies. That's uh making them more of a monopoly, but okay. Yeah, let's go to the next article. If anything, they don't have enough black or Mexican characters in games. Yeah, no, that's probably the thing they really need to do is get more black and Mexican people in video games. I don't think you have to worry about more Asian people. Yeah, you're right. There are are enough Asian people. There aren't enough black and Mexican people in video games. Micro Face Auction, the most collectible comic book of all time. Um, do we care? Yeah, let's go to the next article. A new app guides visitors through New York City's Chinatown with hidden stories. Uh, another who cares? Go to the next article. The new respects Don't Worry. On Don't Worry, the members of the Nashville family band are earnestly playful architects of groove-powered pop uplift. Who cares? I've heard enough goddamn groove pop and fucking mellow pop. I'm sick of mellow pop. (laughs) We need more heavy rock right now. We're in a fucking boring time in music. That's the We're in a musical wall. But okay, uh, what's next? What's this article? Huh? You were just saying like the beginning of an article, but I don't know what you were saying. No, so that's the end of NPR. Oh, okay. So then, yeah, just like I thought, there wasn't that much in NPR because it's Friday. <laughs> a lot of human interest stories, but okay. 
let's go to let's uh, go to Yahoo. How many minutes do we got for uh, the uh, segment? Twenty-seven minutes. Okay, so yeah, so let's see what's happening. Let's let's go to Yahoo. Police stop feds from going after gunmen. Okay, didn't we just do that article? Or is this a different one or the same one we just did? It's a different one, but that's the only new detail. Okay, well, let's go into what the new detail is. It's a video. Because my God is probably there. <laughs> it's a video. Okay, let's, let's hear the video. Running on funky music in this video. Funky newscast. No, no, it's not so funky. That's sounded like a bad Bruce Hornsby in the Range song. Which that band was not. I, I remember hearing somebody say, Bruce Hornsby in the rain was in the range was a breath of fresh air in music. No. Bruce Hornsby in the range was a stale fart in music in the, in the, in the 1980s. Federal agents stopped from confronting gunmen. Border Patrol tactical team told to hold back before engaging with the shooter at Robb Elementary School. Okay, so now that was the same story we already read. Okay, well, so let's the, go to the next one. What? The cops were told to stand down, but this is saying the feds were told to stand down, too. Okay, so basically, the regular cops were told to stand down, and the feds were also told to stand down when this dude was to, uh, when this dude was shooting all those kids. Yeah. Okay. Uh, should we go to the next article? Yep. Okay. NRA crowd in Texas hears Trump's message on guns. Okay, yeah, let's go into this one. Cause we haven't we haven't heard about uh, Trump's message as much as he's a has been. I guess people still like uh, see him as a big dude in the party. I don't know like why they still see him as a big dude. Maybe just because he was the last president. I mean, they're covering more Trump speeches than they ever covered Ob- Obama's speeches after he left office, and I don't get it. <laughs> so, like, part of me is going, maybe we shouldn't cover it, but I don't know. I'm trying to figure out why people are so fascinated by his speeches when he's a has been. <laughs> I don't know. From what I heard, they were slathering fucking Obama's cock with fucking press when I fucking saw him leave office. I don't remember that at all. Like, after he left office, like, nobody was talking about what he said. Infowars was. Yeah, but that was the people bagging on Obama. You know, it's like, in general, like, 
I didn't hear any media talk about Obama after he left office. There's like all these tons of things. Trump said blah blah blah. Trump said blah blah. Nobody's why don't I don't get why if, why they're saying paying so much attention to this has been speech when you didn't hear anybody say what Obama was saying after he stopped being president. Oh, Trump is still clickbait. I guess. I mean, here I'm going along with the clickbait, so I don't know. Um, but okay, what, what what did he have to say? Because I'm, I'm just kind of wondering, like, what's this fascination with somebody that's a has been? But okay, young soul that was taken is an incomprehensible loss. Literally not comprehensible. Stolen from us by a malice that no words can describe. Sickness. The monster who committed this crime is pure evil, pure cruelty, pure hatred. Absolute like pure hatred. And while that those so he slaughtered cool are now with God in heaven, he will be eternally damned to burn in the fires of hell. Well, so will I. So, you know, that's just the as we mourn for so many beautiful victims, I know that everyone here joins me in praying for the I'm families who are suddenly missing the brightest light in their lives. I don't know this we see their agony. We ask God to ease their suffering and to heal their pain. And together we grieve side by side as one won't great American family. So that's kind of a prayer in vain. What efforts? Okay, that was really a cheesy speech. That was his speech? That was cheesy. Okay. Yeah, that's clickbait. Trump, you're getting very cheesy here. That is I mean, ridiculous. He said more. Like, I saw clips of him on YouTube when he spoke. Okay. Well, did you hear him say anything that meant anything? <laughs> Uh, he basically said that, you know, there needs to be armed guards and locked schools. You know, I don't think we need to lock schools. That's fucking lame. He said and there should be... You know, like, you really gotta have, like, armed guards and schools. Yeah, that's kind of ridiculous, too. And I, I don't think that makes sense, either. I've seen school shootings that got stopped because they had an armed guard. Yeah, but that's just getting too crazy. God damn. You also push for a single entrance to the school. Yeah, no, another cheesy fucking thing. Like making it hard to get in and out of a place is, is a good idea. No. Just stop trying to find solutions to this shit. You know, it's it's like... The dude getting his revenge, that was a solution. And more metal detectors. No, that's fucking lame, too. They shouldn't have fucking started having metal, metal detectors in the first place. All this shit's fucking lame.
And then records show holes in governor's arrest video story. Huh? Okay, what governor was arrested? Or are they talking about Governor Greg Abbott? Or what's this about? With racial tension still simmering over the killing of George Floyd, Louisiana Governor John Bell Edwards and his top lawyers gathered in a state police conference room in October 2020 to prepare for the fallout from a troubling case closer to home. Trooper's deadly arrest of Ronald Green. Okay. Neither Edwards, his staff, nor the state police he oversees acted urgently to get the crucial footage into the hands of those with the power to charge the white troopers seen stunning, punching, and dragging green. You know, that sounds like a pretty fucked up thing that happened in Louisiana. There they privately watched crucial body camera footage of the black motorist violent arrest that showed a bruised and bloody green going limp and drawing his final breaths. Footage that prosecutors... So is that a mixture of green and red? It's green. It's bloody green now. Okay, but now that is fucked up. I shouldn't have... That's probably not a good pun to use with this, but okay. I mean, what's uh, what else in the story? Footage that prosecutors, detectives, and medical examiners wouldn't even know existed for another six months. Mm-hmm. While the Democratic governor has distanced himself from allegations of a cover-up, in the explosive king evidence was promptly turned over to authorities. An Associated Press investigation based on interviews and records found that wasn't the case with the 30-minute video being video he watched. Neither Edwards, his staff, nor the state police he oversees acted urgently. So, like, in the video, like, the dude's dying and they're, like, not caring? They withheld the video of the arrest for six months. Okay, so nobody saw the video until six months after this dude was arrested and got killed. Yeah, besides the governor. Okay, so the governor saw the video, but but, and he wouldn't let the video come out until six months later. Yeah. Okay, that's that's pretty fucked up. The that video which showed critical moments and audio absent from other footage that was turned over wouldn't reach prosecutors until nearly two years after Green's May t- May tenth, twenty nineteen death on a rural roadside near Monroe. Mm-hmm. 
Now three years have passed, and after lengthy ongoing and federal and state probes, still no one has been criminally charged. The optics are horrible for the governor. It makes him culpable in this, in delaying justice, said Rafael Goyeneche, a former prosecutor who is president of the Metropolitan Crime Commission, a New Orleans-based watchdog group. All it takes for evil to perpetuate Prevail is for good men to do nothing, Goyeneche added. And that's what the governor did, nothing. Okay, well, why are you calling the governor a good man? I mean, I don't claim to be a good man. I claim to be nothing but an evil man, but, you know, it's like... What the governor knew when he knew it and what he did about it in a custody death, an in-custody death, that troopers initially blamed on a car crash have become questions that have dogged his administration for months. Edwards and his staff are expected to be called within weeks to testify under oath before a bipartisan legislative committee probing the case and a possible cover-up. So it looks like uh, Governor Edwards of Louisiana is about ready to get an anal probe. Yeah. That's weird for a Democratic governor to sit back and withhold this kind of shit. You know, that, that's pretty fucked up. That's really fucked up. But okay, uh, what, what's the, what's the, what else in the article? Edwards' attorneys say there was no way for the governor to have known at the time that the video he watched had not already been turned over to prosecutors. Okay, so he didn't know that the video that he saw didn't get turned over to the prosecutors, prosecutors according to him. That's like his version of the story. Yeah. Okay. And there was no effort by the governor or his staff to withhold evidence. Mm-hmm. Regardless, the governor's attorneys didn't didn't mention seeing the video in a meeting. Just days later with state prosecutors who wouldn't receive the footage until a detective discovered it almost by accident six months later. While U.S. Justice Department officials refused to comment, the head of the state police, Colonel Lamar Davis, told the AP that his records show that the video was turned over to federal authorities about the same time, mid-April 2021. Uh Edwards, a lawyer from a long line of Louisiana sheriffs, did not make himself available for an interview. 
but his chief counsel, Matthew Block, acknowledged to the AP that it, it was not acceptable for evidence to be available to the governor and not to the officials investigating the case. The governor's staff stressed that state police, not Edwards' office, actually possessed the video. Okay, so the state police are the ones that he's blaming, that that, uh, Governor Edwards is blaming for uh, not getting the video to the other uh, uh, people. I don't know which officials they would have had to go through to, to make sure that these cops were punished for killing this dude. Uh, I don't know whether it would go through. Would it have to go to the state legislature or New Orleans City Council, or where would this have to go to? Hmm, that's the end of the story. But okay, uh, I'm not sure who to boo on this one. I'm, I'm thinking booing Governor Governor Edwards of Louisiana, but who know? I'm not sure who to boo on this one because we still don't really know what the real story is. We know somebody didn't get this video of, of, uh, of a police shooting and a really fucked up police shooting of uh, beating. a black or, or police beating was it a shooting with a really fucked up police beating of, of uh, a black dude what was the dude's name that got killed uh Ronald Green. Okay, Ronald Green was the dude that got killed or got killed. Um, but that's whoever is responsible for not getting this tape to the people that should have, uh, whoever it was that should would be able to to get the uh, cops punished for this. Whether it's I don't know if it would be the the Louisiana state legislature or the. Uh, New Orleans City Council, or who who would be responsible for for you know making sure that this, that the cops that did this would get punished? But uh, it's fucked up that they seem to be trying to stop uh, justice from happening here. If uh, or, you know to, to 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 get this dude to. I don't know, not let this, this dude uh, get close, not let Ronald Green's uh, family get uh, some kind of, some payback for what happened, what the cops did to to, uh, Ronald Green, shit. Yeah, pretty much. Ready to go to the next article? Yeah, let's go to the next article. Ten-year-old survivor told other students to stay quiet. 
Oh, the the school shooting again. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, I guess let's get this thing about it. Kind of. I don't have to. I don't think we have to go that much into it. But yeah, let's go a little bit into it. Looks like it's a video. Mm, okay, let's let's listen to this. Know everything. I don't do everything. Well, I want to know. Show me where we're going. Show me. Show me everything. Where is it? Outside. 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 A box. A box. It's unusual. Unique. Yeah. Unexpectedly odd. Surprise. Illustrates horrors of gun violence in the U.S. Well, nah, that is not about the article. Uh, okay. After gym class and award ceremony and watching the Jungle Cruise, Gemma Lopez was sitting with her fourth grade classmates in room 108, finishing up work and playing around. Mm-hmm. Doing whatever we do, as she put it. Then she heard loud popping in the distance. She thought it was firecrackers. But she saw police officers outside her window. And the popping grew louder. Everyone was scared and everything and I told them to be quiet. Okay. One of her classmates thought it might be a prank and laughed. Gemma said she hushed her. Mm-hmm. For years to up to that point, she had been drilled on what to do in case a shooter came into her school. Mm-hmm. Drink it. We practice like a lot since pre K or kindergarten, she said. Mm -hmm. She flipped off the lights in the room just as she had been taught, she said, and Hunter huddled under a big table in the room. That's what I was taught, you know. Your gunshots just start sticking your middle finger at the lights. You know, what else in here? Gemma said that she doesn't get frightened easily. I think I get it from my T.O., she said, because my T.O. doesn't get scared at all. Okay. The Mexican dude, or Mexican kid, or girl, or whatever. It's her uncle. (laughs) 
what she's talking about. You know, uh, what else in the article? But she had never heard gunfire like this before. Damn. Okay, that's... Uh, now I'm thinking of fucked up... <laughs> fucked up thoughts. Like, Mexican person hasn't, hasn't heard gunfire? But okay. Not all Mexican people are in neighborhood like this. Her only previous encounter with a real-life gun was when she was five. Her uncle let her fire his BB gun. Oh, well, that's like not a real gun. Yeah, the sights are the same. Maybe, but it's not like... I still haven't really fired a real gun. You know, like a, a real gun here, you know, has more of a heavy feeling to it. Well, a gun has kick. BB guns That's don't. What I mean. That's what I mean. You know, BB gun doesn't have any kick to it. And then there's that hot lead that rains down on you with each shell you fire. That's got to be freaky, too. Yeah, it's kind of tough. Like, that's why next time I go shooting, I'm wearing long sleeve shirt. When the hot lead goes down on your hand, it's gonna burn. That's the first lesson, the second lesson that you gotta learn. Yeah, that shit's hot. Well, (laughs) I said that shit's hot. Like, for real, it's like touching a hot fucking iron or some shit, but it's raining down on you. It's you're hard not to flinch. Next time you go shooting, you're going to make sure you have long sleeves. Up. Yeah, mostly the shells hit my arms. Ah, okay. It's weird, like, you, you wouldn't think that the shells would get that fucking hot after just getting fired, but they get hot as fuck. But it's still fun. Mm-hmm. Welcome back to the Kyle Chaos and Aaron Order Show. I'm your host, Aaron Order. And I'm Kyle Chaos. Well, tune in next time when we hear more about how we're being screwed with and how we're trying to stop ourselves being, from being screwed with. Uh, I don't know. I'm trying to, trying to think what the most us being screwed with story was. Uh, I know, I'm not sure what it was this time. Uh, probably just more of the war going on. But this today, I, we had a couple stories about about us stopping ourselves from being screwed with. At least in Colombia, if uh, uh, Petro can, if what's uh, what's uh, it, Gustavo Petro can get in office, maybe the Colombian poor people will be less screwed with. And uh, there goes Star. I don't know. I think they'll probably get more government handouts. But, uh, and uh, I think uh, the uh, attempts at trying to solve the, the problem with the lack of recycling and the overpackaging is another thing with us uh, stopping ourselves from being screwed with. Uh, but I guess, yeah, we're trying to think what else. What's what? Because I remember some stuff that was us being screwed with, but. 
we're definitely being screwed with by the in LA if if they uh, I don't know they're not we don't know if we're being screwed with but they're they're doing the media hype to try and screw with us and try to get me to not be able to leave this house or something or make it hard for me to at least make me have to go to Orange County if I want to get out of this house instead of being able to be in the valley where I won't be lost as much but uh, Get out of here, you hippies. Well, this hippie is leaving. All right, peace, Audi. Peace, Audi.